Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Natalie. Welcome to Loving Difference, where we bring together anyone looking for new ways to live in their neurodiverse relationships. Whether you're comfy with a cuppa or out and about, it's great you're here. So let's dive into our next conversation. Hello, Heather here from Loving Difference. Do you recognise that your partner and or your neurodivergent children are in a defensive state? When Natalie and I first came across the term defence mode in relation to our partners and children, it was clear to us that this was a big factor in what we were finding challenging. It made total sense and brought a whole new level of understanding. However, what we weren't so quick to see was how our own defensive patterns were contributing to the situation. This is partly because it is harder to have self-awareness And we were so focused on looking outside of ourselves for understanding and solutions, rather than inwardly reflecting. It was also because the traditional, better known fight-flight defence states didn't seem to apply to us. As we began to learn how these and other lesser known defensive states can present, we began to realise that we too have our defensive patterns and that these were a big factor in the relational challenges that we were experiencing. In this conversation, we talk about how fight-flight can present in ways that you may not have recognised, as well as discussing the lesser-known states of freeze, fawn and flop. Enjoy. So I've been challenged. Defence modes in five minutes. Let's see if we can do it. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, so... And then um, why this challenge? Why, why is this important? Okay, so why is it important is because when we first started learning more about neurodiversity and neurodivergence, uh, we recognised that our partners were in something that was referred to as defence mode. Mm, yes, lots to talk about that. And um, and it was all very validating because it was... Um, yeah, it all, it all sort of just confirmed our experience. Yes, yes, yes. My partner's defensive. Yes, that's right. Yes, absolutely. Um, which all sort of mm, took us out of the equation, really, didn't it? It sort of yeah, yeah. kept it. Everything's rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. Because and then, there, but then. But then, <laughs> but then we realised there were a lot more defence modes than we realised. Oh, and beautiful. that actually, well and truly, we ticked some boxes. Mm. So what we realised is that we were all in defence mode. Yeah. In fact, there are six members of my household and every single one had their own defensive strategies that yeah. were occupying, you know, most of the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think we, they, they've become kind of, they were three. Yes. And now there's four or five. Depending yeah. I mean, I think them. most people definitely know fight flight that is discussed and talked about in all sorts of contexts so mm-hmm. i think that's really well known and then generally after that if i ever say to a client or anyone and what's about the others they just go well there isn't any others and i don't do those two so they don't recognize themselves in those mm-hmm. often um yeah so so yeah do you, so the other two oh yes yeah, so th- well two, two or three, three depending where so we've yeah. got into someone's came up with the whole f thing so then it yes. moved into f- flop yeah fawn yes and freeze were added yeah. to the to the story and yeah. and some of them are a bit similar and some of them are so like let's them. talk about each of them and then just talk about some of the behaviors briefly with them and then so we can see well in what context do i recognize myself um and again it might be we've got all sorts of reasons as well i am like that because and there's a lot of reasons why but for now it's just about recognizing what that you that what you do and if any mm. of these resonate for you so 
fight the classic sort of things around fight I would be saying that it's very externalized it's very could be very loud it could be aggressive or not it could be passive aggressive is another version of that <laughs> guilty guilty as charged I think um it could also be resentment um mm. because that's internalized anger we may have a tendency not to express that a lot yeah. and stuff it down so fight that's any other ones for fight that you I think, I mean, yeah, it could get physical, you know, there mm. could be some physicality to not, you know, at it, some level of physicality, even it's if it's to things or to banging the table or, you know, that, that kind of slamming the door, slamming the doors, you know, those kinds of things are all that sort of mode. Yeah. Anything that you sort of feel that you're in a heightened state mm -hmm. and you're feeling like quite a lot of activation in your system yeah. and yeah. it involves quite yeah. a lot of adrenaline and cortisol and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But that's also flight. So it yes. could do, yep. you could have a tendency to go more into flight. Yeah, and flight which, then, what would, so what do you say flight looks I mean, like? typically that's, you, you just leave the situation, leave the situation. you might storm out, you yep. might combine it with a bit of flight, to be yes. honest. You can yep. have a bit of a stormy out, slam the door, mm -hmm. which would, I guess, remove yourself from the yeah. situation and fight yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I think that is the sort of traditional um, defensive um, description, isn't it, really, mm. of, of how people are in when they're in defence mode or defensive um, behavior um we were just saying um about flight is also you could be in the situation not actually leaving the situation but you are in flight because you are not responding or you know you would want to leave but for whatever reason you are not actually getting up off of your mm. chair or wherever and or where you're standing and you're not moving so that's also there is, which actually then ties in with another one but actually you, if you recognize yeah, yeah. you would want to leave but you're not that's actually still a flight and I think it's where you're kind of actively stonewalling the yes. other person yes you know because so it's, it's there, there is a kind of um still an activating element to that kind of bad. stuff you've sort of flighted the circumstances in a way haven't you yeah, by yeah. just actually I'm not going to talk to you for the yeah. next three days I'm just or... going to stonewall you <clears> it's quite still quite yeah a, yeah um and then flop, tell me about that one, because that's one I have less um, familiarity with. So I think I, I flop and um, sometimes, you know, whether you differentiate between flop and freeze. Okay. I mean, freeze, I I kind of think flop is when you just go, well, that's none of that's working. That's, nothing's mm. working. I just I'm, I'm just going to be I feel like, like I've got no energy. I mm. feel like I can't. I'm helpless. I'm hopeless. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm depressed. I'm. Mm. I feel tired. I feel mm. all of those things, and it, it that is isn't really typical. that isn't anything usually you'd associate with that description of it, defensive, would it? No, it mm. doesn't. It Helpful. seems very passive. Yes, but actually, it is your body trying to go. Well, I, I can't Not sustain okay. all of that activation, or I don't perceive any of that is working. Yes. So yeah. I'm just going to go into this victim, yeah. small, helpless thing, and actually, maybe they'll leave me alone. Mm. I think one of the other things that can happen. I've I've experienced this with family members is that um, the flight or the flop could also look like they just go to sleep. So, so when you, the brain has said no more, no more, it could appear to be narcolepsy or some of these other, you know, other, but actually or zoning yeah. out is another one where somebody actually is just really switched off. They still look like they're listening and they're there, but actually they're either dissociating or sometimes actually they just, their body the bodies, just shuts yeah. down and goes so to what, sleep. It's totally mobilization. And I, mm. I sometimes I, I think that often is like a car when you've got the, your accelerator on and your brake on at the yeah. same time. Yes. And it's really exhausting. It's really exhausting. Have done that. Have you tried, could this car go if you do that? 
it's just going to revel on, isn't it? Oh, you're not okay. going to move anywhere. So it's like you're not moving, yeah. but you're burning, burning up. up. It doesn't yes. look like no. you are, but you're using up a lot of yes. energy. Yeah. And then freeze. Um, I recognise that one for me. I think that's sort of the first one that I go into in, in a lot of triggering or activating situations for me where I do just sort of stop. It's a bit like rabbit in the headlights type mm -hmm. of reaction, which can look different things. But usually it means that my brain sort of stops processing and or can't locate an answer or it, it, it just sort of stops. It's almost like a stalling. It's sort of st if you think about your car analogy, sort of stalls. And then when it comes back online, it's generally trying then to, it's generally going to fawn. It's going to do which of the next one. But I recognise, I think I freeze quite a lot and mm -hmm. just kind of, yeah, particularly if it's conflict and things, I was like, you know, that kind of mode. Um, anything else around freeze for that we need to say? Yeah, I like, you know, I think it is very rabbits in the head, like, isn't it? Mm. And then often you know associated with the double saw vagal mm -hmm. of kind of like and you often if people tend to go into that mode they'll often have a lot of digestive issues and okay. yes you know, so there's often other signs mm -hmm. that going on there yeah. yeah um and i think fawn is um they call it fawn but i actually much prefer please or appease yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. and the fawn just comes from keeping it with these f's <laughs> so yeah. yeah um this is where you are you don't think the other things are going to work yeah so you're using actually your social skills well, you know you can't use the other things yeah i know from my past story where i learned this strategy more to fawn was because the other things were not okay allowed no. possible or actually this, it would this, put you or, in danger yeah or, yes absolutely that and but this strategy also would was more likely to get the resolution or the outcome that you that i needed which probably mm -hmm. to reduce the conflict um feel valued validated or something it, it would get me some some kind of results at the end by doing this more than yeah well this is my only way i knew how to do it <laughs> and i think i think for many of us this just started you know quite young yes. yeah yeah Often, these are, these there are, are messages up, yes, the there. way that the strategy that we will have the pattern we will have which looks like which is largely unconscious until we become aware of it possibly through listening to us talking about it and going okay that some of those are resonating mm -hmm. now it are, are all from gen you know we've created or have this system in place by the time we're seven probably 14 latest mm. but that early we have created and developed this system of protection in order to meet our basic needs around belonging love value safety um those things this is what we do um and yeah and, we just and need to become yeah so exactly often it, it, often things that we've adopted as children yes um yeah. in an adult world in order yes. to survive and get yeah. what we need that's what we're now bringing in or or it could have happened mm -hmm. because of some trauma later yes. in life so yes. it, either way yeah. um yeah and so fawning what behaviors I mean it's the one we I know <laughs> I feel like I know that one the best yeah, for myself well. so definitely so sort of um self-sabotage or, or what would it like abandoning yourself or betraying your own needs or yeah sort of um pleasing or appeasing or let you know somebody else's opinion becoming the one we go with rather than sort of having your own opinion because it doesn't um, feel safe to have that yes, or, or even to communicate it um ultimately that over a long time mm. resulted in me not knowing my opinions not having a voice because again part of my freeze was to not speak it's almost like mutism yeah. just be mute and not have not speak and then i think over time then because you allow 
all the other opinions to be the dominant ones you actually then don't have your own strong or confident opinions to not to meet everybody else's needs so to put others needs before my needs and then ultimately not know what mine are um and and this this can be really pleasing typical if you're if you're dealing with um people in your homes who are are having difficulty with their own regulate regulation yes because you're you're trying to think several stages ahead aren't you and to stop them Mm -hmm dysregulating yes. so you become like okay so I know that you know I don't know cupboards on or lights on or something is going to trigger yes. a negative reaction sure, so you possibly. learn that that's you don't want and that's going to create discomfort in yourself mm-hmm. and actually what we end up trying to do is trying to eliminate all discomfort in our yes. own bodies yes, so that we don't have to feel oh because yeah. actually that feels nasty so we do anything actually, I always talk about that. the um the story of peas as in green peas because um that was one of the things that it would be a crisis if there were not any in the house Mm -hmm. so I can remember there was a time when we ran out I don't know why and I literally was like well this is this is a crisis I mean of all like massive proportions and I got in a car and I drove 15 minutes to a supermarket to buy peas to make sure they were in the freezer before Pete got home so that there wasn't a pea crisis so that there wasn't the fallout so there wasn't the 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 defense mode that would come or the dysregulation or the tipping of anxiety you know that that I knew would come because we didn't have peas that we need to have peas every day and it it sounds a crazy thing now and and it, it you know but it was our my reality and the kind of lengths that I went to in order to meet other people's needs, to prevent conflict, um, to keep other people happy, to keep heart, try to create harmony in the house. You know, you're not the only one who's done dashes to, to supermarkets for that. You're not, no, you're not alone. I know, no. And, and so you think you, this is yeah. the kind of stuff where you think, I know this is a bit mad. I know this doesn't really make sense, but I can't not do it. There was mm-hmm. no way I couldn't. I, did, I could now, I know some better ways, but at the time I had no other tools, no other ways to, to be in the discomfort of that or to handle that when it happened. Because to me, it was an inevitability. And it's exhausting. You're yes. using all of, all of the things activated. You're sort yes. of using your social skills yes. to try and like work out what's going yeah. on. You're, you're kind of using your yeah. sympathetic because you're obviously anxious, otherwise you wouldn't be yes. doing this. Yes. But you're also kind of like, getting to that dorsal defensive state so it's a bit like break on right and so you can see how they all interweave with each other and I recognize as well that we will all generally have like a default one so mine was definitely sort of freeze please um but then in the absence of those working or my capacity getting used up or me being exhausted of the whole thing I would jump to fight so I then do some shouting and get really usually cumulative and come out Mm -hmm. and and then if that if that wasn't really working, I would need to leave the house or leave the room. Or but that was sort of because I I really felt that wasn't allowed. Or you know I had some stuff about well, that. it would have some repercussions. That was itself yeah. would have repercussions. And yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So how about you? What do you recognise in yourself from what we've described? Which of these F's? Which defence mode do you recognise? And maybe like us, you'll recognise it's a combination of many of these and different combinations in different contexts. The important thing is just to is to have awareness and then compassion for ourselves to know this information and just know that there is many things we can do about it to understand it, 
become aware of it um, and to have some different perspectives, techniques, tools to be more regulated and to move ourselves out of our defense mode. Um, and in doing so, we, we actually create more safety for ourselves and others in our nervous system. And so I'm learning from you. And um, it's all about safety. Wrong. All about safety, <laughs> internal safety that you translate then into much more external safety. But it's all an inside out process. We often think it's all outside in that we, it all needs to be sorted out there. And so we can get it in here. And actually, it's the other way around. So um, we love to teach all of this. We love to share our stories and our wisdom and just what we've been learning about it so that you can have some different ways. So hopefully you recognize yourself. Um, it's okay that you're in defense mode too. That's the most important thing. It's okay. It's actually all a good thing we're in it for a re you know we are in it because it is yeah it's serving a purpose it's serving it's a purpose it's but it isn't getting us what we ultimately want um, mm. which is well connected happier more harmonious relationships just with ourselves and with our loved ones um, yeah, so come join us in loving difference come and find out more um, somewhere around this video or in the, around the podcast recording uh, come and come and find us um, join us for free and um, learn some some new things from us and um, we'll see you along the way see you soon bye